Hello, and welcome to the Ashington Anemometer as at around the 20th of December 2019. Are you sitting comfortably? Good. I wish I could be. We'll get into that later. This is going to be a shorter report than usual as the meteorological miscellany column has reached I and coincides with the AA's outreach team's visit to India, where most of this month's report has been written. Regular bulletins were received from our Ashington headquarters as we move between Delhi, Agra, Jaipur, Amritsar, Dharamshala, I still can't say it, Dharamshala, there you are, that was good, wasn't it, Shimla, and back to Delhi. No one can accuse the AA's team of standing still. As the UK's weather withers into winter, winds abound, this month's maximum being 43.7 miles per hour. As previously reported, Hector has continued paying particular attention to increasing his insulation and conserving energy loss. This is something Bengal cats specialise in. Indoor activity is at about 90%. Uh, sorry, left out in prior to the word activity. And external movements, that other 10%, when he goes out to do his gardening, is slow and reluctant. His rebound is very rapid. A quick summary of this month. Maximum gust, 43.7 miles per hour. Due to very poor over-the-horizon eyesight, there are no Beaufort observations this month. An unmonitored overflowing rain gauge says 2.5 inches plus. Sorry, this sounds like the AA's team has been very lax. Post-Indian recuperation from food poisoning, superficial thrombosis, some minor altitude problems and a very sore throat, you can probably still hear that, have severely restricted operations back in the UK. You'll get more of a flavour of the AA's team experience in a moment. Now, here we go. This month's meteorological miscellany, and I, is for India. The AA's outreach team has been investigating India. Regular followers will be aware of some of the high-end equipment available to the Ashton Thermometer. For example, that splendid Fitzroy Stormglass, which has an uncanny knack for mimicking fantastical clouds. You may not be aware that the AA has also access to not so much cutting-edge technology, but more of the laser-cut angels on the head of a pin variety. This is really forefront of science stuff, and it's called Plume. Now, you can get Plume on your smartphone. Its job is measuring pollution. The AA plans to become part of its information source. At present, we only receive its data, but the equipment is on the way. More of that on another session. Its data, Plume's data, about India is extraordinary, though in fact it works worldwide. It cleverly assesses what in the air threatens your health and then presents it on a scale of 0 to 300 PAQI. That's Plume's Air Quality Index. Just think Air Quality Index. Though that's a vast simplification of the constant variety of air constituents it is measuring. 
dividing into eights, its scale starts at 0 to 20, blue, good, um, Ashenden conditions, rising through sandy coloured, 100, 160, uh, the London lower tubes on a bad day, into greys and blacks at 320 plus. Basically, any long-term exposure over 320 AQI is equivalent to smoking 50 cigarettes a day, i.e. you're stuffed. And no, this isn't a joke. Most advanced Western cities would abandon outdoor sports for children, for example, way before readings reach 300. On the 10th of December, the AA's team reached Dharamshala. Oh, I think I've got it. In the Himalayan foothills, where the Dalai Lama lives. Now, he was a busy man and couldn't see us. There, plume air quality reading showed a black warning. Over 300, it stops colour coding but continues to measure. We were then reading 1060. I repeat, 1060. There are a couple of places on the planet as bad, the Suzanne, Sudan and parts of China. True, I am talking about a pollution black spot, but like contour lines showing a hilly map, these areas of high pollution cover most of northern India. The general background of 200 plus AQI is about as low as it gets over there. Think 50s London smog. Think not London, but the whole of the UK. Every man, woman, child, animal, insect, bird and blade of grass is under this deadly duvet. We didn't see blue sky in Delhi or Amritsar, just smog. It's not only India that's bad. This is applicable to a lot of Africa and huge swathes of China. Think on that next time you buy your made-in-China product fueled by low-grade coal-burning generators. We didn't really stop burning coal, polluting the UK up until the... Uh, polluting heavily up until about... 2000. We simply exported it. Do please be alarmed. The AA's intrepids have been wearing their high-tech VOG masks since day two of their expedition. They helped massively, but we were still classified as smokers when taking them off indoors. And you can't sleep in them either. Indian people showed us their hearts in hospitality and welcome in their temples. We responded in a very small way, with little volunteering helping prepare food there. The traveller, regardless of colour, creed or ability, is offered substantial nourishment for free in their temples, 24-7. Why the leap of faith cannot be made to offering nourishing air to India's 1.8 billion population as a priority is beyond me. Uh -huh. Those of you who have experienced the selfish chaos of Indian roads and the lack of any refuse system and their systematic corruption might want to remind me of the French saying about fouling one's own nest. The AA's team witnessed an unending continent of lemmings flowing headlong into dense, disastrous smog. We can see them actually tumbling over their environmental cliff right now. Welcome to India. Airpocalypse now. I write this with genuine sadness for a nation that deserves a whole lot better. 
Now we will return to the home territory, where, having had its eyes open, the AA will include air quality reports in its future publications. Despite its sombre, sobering, searing experience, the AA hopes that you've enjoyed a happy Christmas and a great 2020 to come. Fresh air, full and festive. An overdue trip to the Hundred Promises, sparkling shandy and super steak and chips. That's all from me, Richard Phillips, back down from a few days at 8,000 feet. Ah, oh, a slightly lesser waistline. Now working my back, my way back up to my former four kilo heavier status. Oh, mmm, steak, mmm, chips. Oh, heaven. Oh, I haven't forgotten about that magnificent Jaipur mantra. It's just that three weeks always to combat bedification post-India, including the still painful thrombosis from that ten-hour flight home, together with the way thoughtlessly Christmas and New Year simply had to stick their oars in, has pushed Jaipur into the slightly less important box of things I wish I hadn't done. I will have another try when I've forgiven India for its multiple assaults on my life. I think that's enough for now. Anyway... Bye.